0: That's 800 278
1: 1738. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
2: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it is Thursday on the show, and you know what that means. We have a lot to talk about here today, including last night's Dynamite show. A lot of stuff happened on Dynamite. And in fact, it looks like we are going to have a four-way pillars match. That will be taking place coming up at the upcoming Double or Nothing pay-per-view in Las Vegas. We'll tell you about the show and also some follow-ups on stuff that has happened over the last couple of days. Not the least of which is those NXT injuries that we talked about yesterday. We got them confirmed today. Indy Hartwell, Grayson Waller, Sol Ruka, all injured. And I did hear a lot of things yesterday, actually, about the training out there at uh, NXT, which is essentially what we talked about yesterday. So we'll go over that here today. And uh, plenty of other news as well. do want to mention that Jerry Springer has passed away. Influential daytime talk show host, former guest host of Raw, passed away peacefully in his Chicago home on Thursday, 79 years old. He had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer a few months ago, took a turn for the worst earlier in the week, Appeared on WWE programming sporadically throughout his career. Hosted an episode of Raw February 15th. Moderated a segment involving the Bella Twins in 2014. Hosted WWE Too Hot for TV on the WWE Network in 2015. Obviously, best known, Jerry Springer, best known for The Jerry Springer Show. 1991 through 2018, 27 seasons. And for those that watched the Jerry Springer show, it was a lot more like pro wrestling than maybe some people would like to admit. All the best to his friends and family. Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
0: 800-754-4531. That's
1: 800-788-1495. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in
2: the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Well, Dynamite was yesterday. Talk about that show a little bit later on here today. But, of course, it's building up double or nothing, and then they've put tickets, or they're going to be putting tickets on sale for that Wembley show. But a question we all had, which has now been answered All Out is still taking place Labor Day weekend. So, in fact, it is now confirmed through Mega, the chief legal officer. She was asked about the company's first ever trip to London, and she said, I'm excited just to go back to London. We'll have to come back here for All Out the week after, but it should be really fun. So, in fact, they are running the Wembley Show, and then the very next weekend, they are going to be running All Out, which, of course, is is very interesting because, well, now that probably means I'm not going to Wembley. But um, that means, you know, Wembley, I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, seats a lot of people. And, you know, obviously the first time you go to a market, you're going to sell a ton of tickets just because it's the first time you went to the market. But, I mean, if they want to sell a lot of tickets, then you run the first show in the market and you stack this show. And if you stack the show, well, somehow you got to get people buying a pay per view the following week. It can be done, but it's certainly a little more difficult than, you know, normally they've got like two, three months in between pay per views. Well, now they're going to have a week. So you got to put the biggest matches that you can possibly book on that Wembley show. And then get people excited to buy another show the week later. Which also tells me, by the way, it suggests, at least, that the idea is that this is going to be some sort of television special. Because I would be very surprised, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I would be very surprised if AEW was asking you to pay $55 or whatever one week and then pay another $55 a week later. I can't imagine that it would be a house show, this Wembley show. I find that virtually impossible to believe. So, you know, without knowing any more, other than they're going back-to-back weekends, you know, without knowing anything, it seems to me the most likely scenario is some sort of free, giant television event that presumably they would be paid a lot of money for, followed by a pay-per-view a week later and a bunch of angles shot at the Wembley show to build up matches a week later so this is quite the undertaking here in a lot of ways
3: what is the traditional post labor day september television season what what is it that's when it kicks off right it's usually around that time in september and it feels to me, and again, this is just all speculation you have to go off of, but with the rebranding of Max, it's hard for me to believe that AEW won't be offered as a pay-per-view, the Wembley Stadium show, as a part of that. And even if it's not, that's the one that you're going to want to make the money off of. And then next, the next week, as you mentioned, Have it on TV. Have a celebration of All In on TV because a couple weeks after that, you have the Arthur Ashe show. So you want to have the Saturday TV going. You want to have the Wednesday TV going. You want to have a good start to the season for TBS and TNT. And That really, to me, on paper, is the way to do it as long as AEW is getting, you know, some money for production from Turner, which they absolutely, or WBD, which I absolutely believe that they would be, to put on the spectacle TV event that I'm sure they're going to want to put on that is worthy of the name All Out. You know, I think that's the way you do it.
2: I'm not saying that the Wembley show is going to be nothing but angles for another show. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you absolutely should shoot some angles or end angle for something at the upcoming pay-per-view. But, you know, the other thing that they could attempt to do is that they do have quite the roster. And, you know, one of the things that we've seen is, oh, my God, you know, we've got this pay-per-view coming up. There's 14 matches scheduled for this pay-per-view. And uh, that's a lot of matches. You could do things largely the way that WWE did leading up to this year's WrestleMania. WrestleMania was two nights, and there were no repeat matches, and there really wasn't an angle on the first night that led to the second night. What you had was a bunch of angles to create X number of matches for two different pay-per-views. And they could spend several months doing that, where you actually have a huge card announced for the first night you have a huge card announced for the second night but you know you're you may not see people on both shows which actually if you look at the situation with cm punk and the elite and and you know people in one camp versus the other camp i mean you may have a cm punk centric show and you may have an elite centric show and different rosters on each of those two shows so I think that obviously, you know, some people that go to one show are going to be upset they don't see certain people. Some people that go to another show are going to be upset they don't see other people. But that may be what you're getting here with two shows back to back.
3: Yeah, not not sure. And it's going to be a test of Tony Khan and Christopher Daniels. I, I don't know, you know, Dustin Rhodes, whoever it is that is helping them you know, put these events together. It's going to be interesting to see what their creativity is. You know, if this was New Japan. We wouldn't get an announcement for All Out until after All In was over with, no matter how important of a TV show it was. But obviously you can't do that here in the States, and you don't want to do that if you're AEW. So it will be interesting to see as things move along, as we get closer to it, how they do decide to play things. You know, Do you have things that are stacked and layered, that you're blowing things off at Wembley in some cases, having some one-on-one matches, and then also continuing on with some things that would lead right into All Out? You know, that would probably be the way to do it because I'm I'm sure we're going to have a couple of one-off matches, you know, kind of like Forbidden Door on that Wembley show. I would be surprised if we didn't because you probably are going to want to bring in somebody from the outside that will be notable or will be... Worth it, you know, for the AEW, for the London market and for the the European market, too, because people are going to be traveling to this show. This is their first big show over there. So there are going to be people traveling from, you know, all over the continent. So I could could see us having some one-off matches there as well, too. So it'll, it'll be interesting.
2: As I talked about earlier and we talked about yesterday, Indy Hartwell, as well as Sol Ruka and Grayson Waller, are all injured and those are the ones that we just found out about on on tuesday they're they're far far from the only people injured in nxt nxt is is racked with injuries and no i don't want to hear the comparison to AEW. this is not about one or the other they both have injuries but you know we talked about the training yesterday and how hard they make these people train and these Olympic lifts and this CrossFit-style training and et cetera, et cetera. And, I mean, Sol Ruka didn't even get injured in a match. They had to do a phantom injury because she got injured doing something else. Indy's injury was basically a, a fluke thing. She caught somebody and her leg ended up underneath her and sideways. You know, Grayson just tried the movie he does every time. And he just hit his legs on the ropes and that was enough to whatever happened to him. We don't even know yet. But uh they were all legitimate injuries, and I did hear yesterday from uh from people in n x t that also were complaining about the style of training that they're told to do. A lot of people want to just be able to train on their own, but you know they go in there and they've got their their combines and everything like that and and et cetera. and you're always you're always you know trying to set a personal best and push yourself and et cetera et cetera and you know, if you're a if you're a power lifter and you're gonna compete in powerlifting, then yeah, you want to push yourself because you want to do the best in power lifting. But but training like a power lifter or an Olympic lifter, and then your job is actually to do pro wrestling, where people are throwing you around and you're running and you're jumping and you're falling and you're twisting. Well, as we're seeing, it's not the it does not appear to be the best thing for people's bodies. So anyway, all three injured. Soul's going to be out a long time if that's a torn ACL, which is the story. And, you know, we don't know really what's up with Indy. She got cleared enough to go out there and finish the match. And, in fact, had she not been cleared, they'd already uh, communicated to the referee that Tiffany Stratton was going to go over and win the title. And Tiffany thought she was winning the title until Indy came back in and actually they did the planned finish. So we can talk more about this after the break. Wrestling Observer Live.
0: That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. 30 day money back guarantee 800-867-6917 800-867-6917 800-867-6917 That's 800-867-6917
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network
2: you know, one thing I'd like to say, and Lance can talk more about this on his show, which is Tuesday, 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern, video.f4wonline.com, and you can, of course, listen to replays at wrestlingobserver.com, where you can also hear over 14,000 archived shows dating back to 2005, hundreds and hundreds of Lance Storm shows, Filthy Tom shows, Wrestling Observer Live, thousands of Observer Lives, Observer Radios, Brian Minnie show, et cetera, et cetera. Big Audio Nightmares.
3: Sound like that, yeah. Yeah. New one will be recorded tonight. Myself, Adam Summers, free wherever you get your favorite podcasts or at WrestlingObserver.com, where it is not promoted by Brian Alvarez. Well, anyway, a
2: point of this is, you know, we're talking about all of these injuries and et cetera, and, you know, you know the point of physical training is? No, at this point in my life, I don't. Well, the point is to make you stronger, not to make you weaker, okay? That's true. And, you know, the body is, uh, I won't go into it too much. But the point is, you know, you, you, you all have a body, okay? Let's just start at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you all have a body, all right? And your body is is naturally very strong. You have bones inside it, which are very strong. And, yeah, that's why we're a tank top today, huh? Your body is naturally very strong. Now, you want to keep your body strong, and so you should train your body, okay? But you must think about nature, okay? You ever see animals train? You ever see animals train? Yeah. Yeah, they do train.
3: Cats, for sure,
2: yeah, you know what they do, they grapple, they play around, they run, they do everything like that. You know what they don't do what's that? They don't carry heavy weights for recreation, okay, no, no. so I'm not saying that you should never work out with weights because I've worked out with weights forever, but the point is you're trying to you work out with weights because you know there's perhaps limits to whatever, and you want to get a little stronger, so you add a little weight to whatever. But you know, you 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 there there are limits, and after a while, you're actually doing more harm than good. I had a friend who, when I was in uh, in junior high, he was he was into working out, and and he goes, you know, I like working out because I know that I'm getting strong, and I'm, you know, I have less of a, a chance of breaking a bone because I've got muscle on my arm protecting my bone. And I was like, huh, you know, I never thought about that, but I guess that's probably right. And then, uh, you know, he got really into it. And next thing you know, he's on steroids. And then he's tearing muscles. And it's like, bro, I don't know what your plan was, but it went awry somewhere. When you took this out of the realm of doing what's natural for a human body and doing what's unnatural. So anyway, the point of all of this is, the point of all of this is. Yes. You're trying to make your body strong because you're doing pro wrestling, okay? But when you exceed this whole, you know, okay, well, we're just trying to get a little stronger so we don't get hurt doing this. You you start to wear your body down, and, and you get these injuries. You realize that Lance Storm, okay? I'm not talking like me, a guy that did some indie matches. I'm talking about a guy who worked in Japan, WCW, ECW, WWE, thousands of matches, okay? Lance Storm, throughout his career, had fewer serious injuries than a fair number of these wrestlers have had that are still in developmental, there are a number of wrestlers in developmental who have suffered more injuries in a very short period of time than Lance suffered in his whole entire career. So the point is, something's not working here. Something's going wrong. And I understand wanting to get people in cosmetic shape and wanting them to be strong, but, you know, this is a weird business, dude. And I just think that the stuff they're having them do is is not ending up making them stronger. It's making them weaker.
3: Yeah, It's just, you know, you're taking competitive kids from competitive sports at high levels and you're throwing them in there with each other and... I get it that you have the leaderboard, and we've all seen pictures of, you know, the leaderboard of, of, you know, and this is where Julius Creed really stands out and how incredible, you know, physical condition that he's in when you look at his numbers. But that's cool and all that. But there's another philosophy, and I've always just been a layman with weight training for the most part. I mean, you know, at this point, I, I don't care at all, but I never understood weight for time. And I've never understood, you know, unless you're in competitive bodybuilding, like wait for numbers, you know, stacking up against what somebody else is doing, because, again, your DNA is going to determine a lot when it comes to if you're not on steroids or you're not on some sort of performance enhancer that your your body is just naturally going to be what it's going to be. And you're going to have, you know, stronger thighs than a, a certain person. But if you're barrel chested, then I mean, there's all of these different things that actually play a part into this. So I get it. You know, yeah, you want them to be in cosmetically good shape. But you're already taking kids who are in really pretty damn good shape the way it, they are, you know, coming from these sports that they're in. And then really, again, not adapting the program to them individually to make them the best that they can be. And instead, it seems to be too much about this group like, you know, again, just remember a couple of years ago when we were talking about all those torn shoulders that took place over and over again at the Performance Center and it took place in WWE training?
2: Yeah, shoulders, knees. Yeah, I mean all sorts of things.
3: It's, so it's been a thing that's been there for a while, and again, it, it's it's to me that's a mindset that's probably got to change with strength and conditioning because you just can't have this. Although, and by the again, way, it's not ballet. Things are going to happen. Well,
2: they are going to happen, but I mean, some people here when I told the story about my buddy, they're like, Oh, Brian's saying everyone in NXT is on steroids." Actually, no, I'm not. No, because it's- the issue is not a whole bunch of people tearing muscles. The issue is a whole bunch of people's joints being destroyed. Yeah, how are you destroying your joints? Well, you know, knees and shoulders and you know that's that's from training too hard and wearing down your joints and then going in and doing pro wrestling on top of that.
3: Whatever, I'm not in charge who cares? look these these kids are paid to train. Learn to wrestle and tan for the most part. So, you know, occasionally, you know, you're going to overdo it. I just wish they would overdo it more on the wrestling training than on the, uh, the, the tanning machine or not even the machine anymore, that spray tan and the training part of it.
2: Well, Osprey believes he will likely work out a new contract with New Japan after his current agreement expires next year. He confirmed an interview with Dazone. His deal with the company is up in February 2024. However, he recently told Dark pro Flosion he is confident he and New Japan will reach an agreement for him to remain with the promotion. I just want to know what my options are. doesn't mean I'm leaving New Japan. I'm fairly positive me and New Japan will work out a deal. But in case we don't, I want to provide for my family. Wrestle high, want to wrestle, and most importantly, be happy, he says. Been there with uh, since 2016, won all sorts of different things. Tied for first place for the most five-star matches in the history of the Observer, apparently. And uh, given that number two uh, has been deceased for, uh, like, what, two decades now? When did Misawa pass away? Decade? But anyway, uh, probably will very shortly be number one, and eventually number one by a long shot at this rate. Tuesday's spring break, an episode of NXT, 647,000 viewers, up 14.5% from last week. Best audience total for the show since January 10th. NXT's second highest viewership of the year to date. Because there ain't no more Tucker Carlson is why. 14th on cable with a .18. Did I'll
3: still you, bet you did, that dollar, homie. Hey, did, I know. I know. You can't.
2: You hear Dave? Fox's, I, Fox's numbers have... Plummeted since his show got. Let's see uh, how axed. this
3: thing all balances out in a in a month or two here. Okay, we'll find I'll put out that dollar on the line. And it wasn't a
2: dollar; it was a thousand dollars. You no, forgot it was not, the bet. No, not
3: a dollar. And you said you didn't have it. I lied. You, yeah, I, know. I blatantly lied. You heal, callous like. Eighteen
2: to forty-nine, fourteenth on the cable with a point one eighteen or point eighteen, not a point one eighteen. That would actually be bad. .18. <laughs> Up 28% from last week. Yeah, so so not bad. With And this was with heavy sports competition. So, you know, sounds like everyone else is finding out about my favorite show. Too bad it well, was they, not a good show. No, they, they certainly uh, picked one there, didn't they?
3: They sure did. And the finish of that women's match, too. Just the positioning, just everything, that whole thing. Just not a good night.
2: Well, Indy is in a boot today, a walking boot. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't I don't know what that means, dude. Guess we're gonna find out next week. When
3: she was hurt, that's what that means. Well,
2: she was cleared to hobble. It appears (laughs) you're you're able to hobble. So can you hobble your
3: way down there and do this thing? That's fair. You got a job to do. I don't blame it. It's like the Cody thing, you know. If you can physically withstand the pain, and you're not going to do that much more damage to it, you know, you take that that risk.
2: All right, let's do a couple of uh, mailbag notes right here, and then we'll do the dynamite report when we come back from the break. Orange Cassidy's international title reign, the best in company history. Every defense for the other titles of obvious conclusions 99% of the time, but I believe there's a chance of a title change in just about every Orange Cassidy match, and he always wins. And I agree 1,000%. I think this title run is awesome. I think it's great.
3: Hey, good ratings seemingly every time. You know, this whole thing has worked, no matter what you think about Orange.
2: Would AW consider a discounted bundle for all in and all out? It's not a bad idea. I don't know. It's possible. Good idea. All right. Dynamite after the break. Observer Live.
0: That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian
2: Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. All right. AW Dynamite was a uh, interesting show. Bandito and Orange Cassidy for international title. This match was an excellent match. And it started out like, you know, Orange Cassie is one of those guys where kind of like some of these matches you'll see in Japan where, you know, the first half of it is just kind of there. You're like, ah, it's fine. It's all right. Doing some stuff. And then, man, they kick it into gear in the last half and you're like, holy smokes, that match was awesome. And uh, Orange hit the punch out of midair and got the pin. I thought there was gonna be a title change. I think a lot of people did. This is now his 20th successful defense. I will not complain that he did not win because this rain has been awesome. And then Bandito gave him the belt afterwards. Orange tried to put his sunglasses on Bandito, but Bandito kind of has no ears, so it didn't really work. But they are buddies now, which led to something later. Renee interviewed Adam Cole, who called out Chris Jericho for later on tonight. We had a Jungle Boy and Darby promo, which was designed to try to Eliminate the confusion that many of us had when we watched it last week, where we had two baby faces just burying each other, and not only burying each other, but saying weird things like, Jungle Boy saying, Darby, you know, you're rude to people backstage, you're not a nice person, and as a fan, you're like, what? What are you talking about? So this week, they essentially apologized to each other, said, you know, we don't have to like each other, but we should respect each other. Darby said, if I would have known what was going to happen to you in the main event, I would have been in the rafters. I'd been there at ringside. So if you care about any of this pillar stuff, have my back tonight. And Jungle Boy said, you're right. We said some mean things we didn't mean. We're not best friends. But I kind of wish it was you and me out there tonight. Darby says, me too. I'd have beaten you again. Jungle Boy said, yeah, you were lucky last time. So there's there's tension, which I guess there should be. But they're not being outright weird like they were last week. We had Dax and Jeff Jarrett, which was a good match. It was it was interesting because, man, all that stuff that I talked about Jeff Jarrett and pacing yourself and working like you're 70, he decided to go out there and work like he was 30. And, man, they worked at a fast pace, and that dude looked like he was getting tired there at the end. But they, they managed to pull it off, and then Sanjay got involved, And Dax starts chasing him around ringside, slides into the ring. And Jeff Jarrett hits him with a stroke. And Jeff pins Dax. Which, like, initially I was shocked. But then it's clear what they're doing here, which is Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jay Lethal against FTR for the tag team titles. But it was still pretty surprising, a singles match, to see Jeff Jarrett pin Dax. Tony did his important announcement, which is thanks to Dr. Martha Hart. The opening ceremonies of the Own Heart Cup will take place at Double or Nothing. The tournament's going to take place in Canada. There will be matches at Forbidden Door. And the tournament finals July 15th in Beautiful for about two months out of the year. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Wardlow killed a bloke. And then Arn cuts a promo. And essentially, he says that this guy needs to start plucking out dude's eyes. Hmm. And then Christian's music hit. He and Luchasaurus actually got to the ring this time. But then they turn around and they walk away. No promo. They're doing a slow build to Wardlow and Luchasaurus for that, uh, for that title. Sammy cuts a promo with MJF. It's too bad this ain't going to last because these guys together are heel gold. MJF says, it's your big moment tonight. He kisses Sammy on the forehead. Sammy gives him a kiss on the forehead. MGF says, you know, people call me a coward. Say I want an elimination tournament to avoid a four-way. But when have I ever wanted to avoid a four-way, he says. And Sammy, they say that you laying down at the pay-per-view would ruin the sanctity of this sport. But you know what? We don't care! And they laugh like two heels. And Sammy says he's going to kick Darby's ass. And he goes, Max, I got a present for you. It is a matching Sammy Guevara leather jacket. And Max says, I got something for you, your own Burberry scarf. And they share a hug, and they share a kiss. I was like, this is the best heel duo. It's been three minutes, and they're the greatest. But it's already almost over. It's too bad.
3: Can I ask you a question? Yes. Is Sammy still in the Jericho Appreciation Society? I think so. Or do we have a soft exit on that? I think he is. Okay. Yeah.
2: RJ City says Kenny Omega's teaming with Takesha for the first time tonight. He gets attacked by Moxley. He's killed.
3: And people say that the Blackpool Combat Club aren't baby faces.
2: RJ City has been leveled. Sammy and Darby it's for been raised, Brian. Pillars Tournament Final. MGF comes out to do commentary with his own special brand of pickles.
3: Boy, does he like those pickles. If they're not Nathan's, no buys. Maybe Clawson, that's it. And a good match. All sorts of crazy stuff.
2: Topes and the cutters on the outside. Six-thirds off out the top through a table to the floor. And finally, Darby goes for the coffin drop. Ty takes the ref. MJF throws the skateboard to Darby. Sammy takes the phantom Eddie Guerrero bump. The ref sees Darby with the skateboard. And yes, he calls for a disqualification.
3: Off the Eddie Guerrero bump. Yes. There was a lot of Eddie Guerrero tribute spots. I guess there always are, aren't there? So then Jungle Boy comes out. Maybe
2: Chavo can get upset about that one, too. Jungle Boy comes out, and Darby's angry. Where were you? And they argue back and forth. And then MJF is ridiculing them. And finally, Tony grabs the mic. I love Tony Schiavone. He goes,
3: listen up, you prick! He's become David Crockett in his later years. He is. He has.
2: It's a great role. So he says, well, I just heard from Tony Khan. And in fact... You know, even though it was underhanded and everything like that, I mean, the rules are the rules. So Sammy won the tournament. He's the winner. He will be facing MJF at the pay-per-view. However, it may not be one-on-one, because next week it is Jungle Boy and Darby against MJF and Sammy. If MJF and Sammy win, it's one-on-one. If Jungle Boy and Darby win, it is a four-way. That's coming up next week. And Darby and Jungle Boy realize they have to work together. They shook hands. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see if they get screwed again. And then, I mean, there's a lot of ways they could go with that. But one thing, one thing that they made abundantly clear, in case you're an idiot, is that, in fact, the main event of Double or Nothing is not going to be MJF and Sammy, where Sammy just lays down in the main event and MJF pins him. That's not going to happen at the pay-per-view. They did everything in their power to tell you, don't worry, that's actually not going to happen.
3: It has been an obvious four-way since day one, even though, I mean, and we all, were all involved in having the referendum on who we thought it should be if it happened to be a one-on-one affair and pretty much everybody said Darby Allen, but it was never going to be that. And they've actually, when you strip all that out of it, it's been goofy, but it hasn't been the worst way in the world to get to this title match, which... Unlike Brian Danielson title matches or Hangman Page or somebody like that, I'm not saying this is a throwaway, but this is more of a filler title match than a one-on-one affair.
2: Then we had an angry MGF promo, and he goes to leave, and Sammy wants to leave with him, and MGF goes, sorry, brother, there's no room in the car. And the camera pans, and there's absolutely zilch in the car. There's plenty of room, but Sammy is just abandoned. Adam Cole comes down to the ring. They showed footage of Jamie Hader being injured last week to explain why she didn't come out to help Britt. Mm-hmm. And he calls out Jericho for a beating. No Jericho, so he goes to get him. But then Jericho's music hits, and he appears on the big screen. And I believe this was a pre-tape. I actually don't think he was at the show. But he says, You want me to come to the ring and fight you? Are you kidding me? I don't want to be anywhere near a man like you. A man who let the love of his life get beaten right in front of him and did nothing about it. You're a coward. I want to be nowhere near you, but my guys will. Get him, boys! And the Jericho Appreciation Society, they're beating down Cole four-on-one. Orange Cassie and Bandito try to make the save. It's still four-on-three. They get beaten down. And finally, who should make their AEW debut? But yes, Roderick Strong! And he clears the ring and then him and Cole face off for a while, and then they hug to a gigantic reaction. He's back, Roderick Strong, and he's an AEW. QTV, Hobbs is mad. Basically, QT says we must now go to plan B.
3: He deserves to be upset. He's not an animal. He didn't go mad. But if he does go mad, I don't blame him having to hang out with QT because he was right when I was following the book. Everything was fine. The man was right.
2: Then we had Jade Cargill and Taya for the TBS title. And I thought the match was pretty good. And at the end, of course, the rule is Taya cannot use the road to Valhalla, the jaded. So, of course, she goes for the jaded. But she can't do it. So she puts Jade down. Jade falls to her back, cradles her, pins her. And then Ty is just furious afterwards, and she's going to give Aubrey the jaded. The refs run down to break it up. I mean, it was a a lame finish. But at the end of the day, it was designed to be a lame finish because they're almost certainly going to rematch them at the pay-per-view with her able to use the jaded. And then they'll do whatever they want to do. And, uh... I still like the feud. I mean, it doesn't really make any sense. I mean, what they needed was that one storyline where it was explained why Taya agreed to a match where she couldn't use her finish. That was never explained. It was just told that's what's happening. And if they would have explained that, I would have been fine with all of this. If, if they had a good explanation for it, but hopefully they can they can
3: She's a really have that good Yin and yang to Jade, because she's got a big personality, too. She obviously has got the experience. She can wrestle. She offers a lot of things that, unfortunately, Jade has not gotten with somebody else. It's really actually a pretty good meshing.
2: Then we had a promo with Britt with her legitimate black eye, Jamie with her worked hurt arm. And they said, yep, the outcast got us. But you know what? This isn't over. And the only way it will be over is when you're in the morgue. They're going to kill him. They should hire old Stax and uh, Tony D. That's what they should do. And then Omega and Takesha versus Butcher and Blade. Three guesses who won that match. Takeshta hit the V-trigger for the pin. Good showcase for these two guys. And Danielson was on commentary, so he stands up and he's cutting a promo. And essentially, he wants to recruit Takeshita. And ends up with the BCC hitting the ring. And they're killing Kenny. And the Bucks music hits. They run down to make the save. So it ends up with Elite and Moxley in the ring together. They get the screwdriver. And Omega's about to jab Moxley, and all of a sudden, Ryan convinces Takeshi to get in the ring and stop it. And Omega's like, get out of the way! And Takeshi's like, no, don't do it! And so this allows the BCC to take out the Bucks. And then the heels start beating on Omega. And, uh... And Takesha saying, no, 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 no. And Brian says, listen, Takeshita, you better think about what you're doing. But it's too late. They low blow Takeshita. Moxley takes the screwdriver. And they, apparently, I don't know, because my YouTube TV cut off, but they gouged the guy to death, left him in a bloody mess. And that's how the show went off the air.
3: What horrible horrible people speaking of where was don
2: what do you want him to do
3: like a coward like a man who lacks testicular fortitude failed again very conveniently i might add
2: well all i know is that's what happened on the show and we'll be back in a moment observer live
0: That's 800 943 2153.
2: Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention
3: services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308.
1: Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Right now.
0: Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800 965 1295. 800 965 1295. 800 965 1295. That's 800 965
1: 1295. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show,
2: Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper, BB, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Mike, you're solo tomorrow. What? Yeah. Better I tell you now than later, right? Where are you going? I'm busy. Doing what? I got stuff I got to do. What's that? Well, I've got a three-day jujitsu seminar, so. What are you teaching? No, I'm going. Of course not. Pedro Sowers, are you waiting? I'm going to teach him some jujitsu? Hey, Pedro, Did let me show you you already need him? Let me show Didn't you Did he you already real... give
3: you a belt? Well, of course he gave me all my belts. What do you have to see him for, then? You're skipping out of your job to go see some guy that you already got a belt from? What are you oh, going to well, go I keep pay more two money? I have jobs, actually. Would you forget how to do jujitsu now jobs. all of a sudden? Got to you know, go back to a refresher anything? course? Golly. Yeah, how how dare I go to a seminar? Yeah, how dare you bail out on your job and all these people nationwide that want to hear your voice on over-the-air affiliates, like the mightier 1090 and our wow. friends in the Dakotas, huh? You know, what about all the people that are watching right now on Twitch and YouTube that are going to be disappointed? You know, at least saying, hey, maybe Oreo could be there, but no. Oreo. No, Oreo won't be no. here, and you You'll, won't be
2: here either. Let me give you a guarantee. You'll never see that fat whale on this show again. You hear me?
3: Let me tell you something. That fat whale might wake its way down to the uh, performance center one day, end up coming back jacked and it ripped. Might wake, after you. It
2: might wake its way. That's actually, that's actually the proper terminology for a whale. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna it's going to wake his fat way into the – Go
3: down happen. through the whole Panama Canal, roll up to Florida, get jacked. Sorry, buddy. You.
2: You're stuck with Mike tomorrow. doesn't want to be here alone. Too bad. Do your job, brother. I'll see you all on Monday. Have a great, sunny, beautiful weekend. Yeah, the first the first 75 degree day of the year I'm not even gonna be around. Anyway, we'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.